You are listening to Packers Talk Radio Network. Do you want to experience the thrill of a Packers game at Lambeau Field? If so, be sure to get your game tickets from the longtime trusted source in Wisconsin, Ticket King. Visit their locations in Milwaukee and Green Bay, or just go to their website at TicketKing.com. Again, that's TheTicketKing.com. Let's talk in pack. If you're hoping for some kind of clever intro here, I'm sorry, I've got nothing for you. I'm good, but I ain't that good. It's just... It's over. And with that, I'd like to welcome you to another episode of Lemp's Talk and Pack. I'm your host, Chris Lempesis, coming to you once again from my basement packer room in my home in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, here to break down Green Bay's Let's leave one last turd in the bed before we turn out the lights. 20-16 loss to the Detroit Lions on Sunday night at Lambeau Field. A loss that ends the Packers' season and will keep them out of the NFL playoffs. What a fun way for the season to end, huh? A season that we all thought was going to end with them getting to the Super Bowl and hoisting the Lombardi Trophy. So many of us had high hopes back in the summer, back in preseason. I know I predicted they were going to win it all because I'm a dumbass. From that to losing to the fucking Lions at home in a win-or-go-home game in Week 18 and not even making the playoffs. What a titanic failure this season was for the Green Bay Packers. You know what? Maybe I should have just stayed sick. (laughs) Things were going really well for the team these last couple weeks that I've been sick and I haven't been doing shows. They get the big win over the Dolphins on Christmas Day. I mean, sure, Tua was concussed and he was probably seeing four of everything in the second half, which probably helped... uh, The Packers pick him off three times or whatever it was. And then they crush the Vikings on New Year's Day. Still too sick. Couldn't do a show. Things are going great. Maybe I should have just stayed sick. Or should have just said I was sick and just not jinxed it. I don't know. Maybe I fucking jinxed this whole thing. Who knows? Um, On that note, quick, I do want to quick explain where I've been. So here's what happened. Christmas Day, right? We open gifts as a family. I'm feeling good. The Packers pull out the big win over the Dolphins. Uh, watch the Bucks get blown out by the Boston Celtics. That sucked. But okay, it's Christmas. Time to eat Christmas dinner. And like, literally like 20 minutes before we were about to eat, I was like, man, I feel like I got hit by a truck all of a sudden. I'm just exhausted. And we ate dinner and I was like, honey, I think I'm going to lay down. It's to my wife. I think I'm going to lay down on the couch. And basically slept the rest of Christmas night Woke up the day after Christmas and was, I mean, it was on. On, on. I had a fever of like almost 103. Um, It wasn't COVID. I tested myself for COVID multiple times. That's not what it was, I don't think. But, yeah, fever. And then from there, it was just on, you know. Fever, chills, aches, cough, 
constant cough, sore throat, um, was basically like a part-time employee at work that whole next week because I missed so much time because I was sick. Okay, so New Year's Eve weekend, New Year's weekend comes. I'm starting to maybe feel a little better. Took the fam to go see the Harlem Globetrotters at Fiserv on New Year's Eve in the afternoon. It was like, all right, I'm feeling okay. I'm going to be ready. I think I'm starting to round the corner on this thing. I'll be ready to watch the game and do the show uh, the day after New Year's Day. So it would have been Monday the 2nd. And then woke up Sunday to watch the Packers, and it was like, I felt like crap again. And I was a good boy. Didn't drink or anything for New Year's. And it was just like, it all came back. The cough came back worse. I was hacking and choking like I was dying. Um, my voice probably still sounds a little screwed up. Apologies for that. If I sound a little different. Uh, yeah, sore throat. You know, couldn't really talk that well. Was just like, shit, I can't, I just like, I can't do it. I can't do a show. <laughs> Finally went to the doctors last week. Um... Said I basically had like a generic upper respiratory infection type thing. Got some medication and finally like Thursday started feeling better. But by then it was like, well, it's too late to do a show for the Vikings game. You know, for the style show I do. So I was like, well, I'll just wait till after the Lions game, you know. So uh, this, this is quick, a couple minutes. I just wanted to explain to you guys where I was because I know a lot of people were emailing me. What, is everything okay? I am doing better now. I want to thank everybody for all your well wishes. I really appreciate that. That definitely helped me, you know, work to get better to uh, be able to do the show again. But again, and I was like, yeah, I was like, well, this will be great. They'll beat the Lions on Sunday night. And I'll, it'll be my triumphant return. And <clears throat> that's what happened there. Just a big old turd in the bed from the Green Bay Packers. So, yeah, sorry. I want to take that detour quick to explain to you guys where I was. Um... Packers, as a result of this loss, closed the season at 8-9, and nine. third place in the NFC North, went from best record in the NFC last year to third place in their own division. Quite a tumble in one year, wouldn't you say? Uh, I don't really feel like doing the rest of the standings and how everyone else, you know what, fuck everybody else in the North. And can I just say really quick, the Detroit Lions, you know how I've always kind of like taken pity on them? doing the show when I do the standings. That's done now. I never really hate the I hate the Lions now. It's game on now. Now now I do consider them somewhat on Green Bay's level. Oh yeah. Oh they've been oh even now they're talking mad shit online after this win. Oh it's game on now. I don't feel pity for the Lions anymore now, you loser franchise. I I'm so happy for Lions fans. This is probably your this is the closest you losers are ever gonna get to a Super Bowl. You're a loser franchise and a loser fan base. You're never gonna win anything. So enjoy your one moment in the sun keeping Green Bay out of the playoffs. Dopes. Oh, I'm hot. If you can't tell, I'm hot. I said on Twitter this afternoon I could accept whatever happened. You know what? That's all out the window now. I'm pissed. Yeah, I'm going to be mad. I think a lot of you are mad, and I'm mad too. So there's going to be a lot of anger flowing tonight. I'm letting the hate flow through me. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Um, before we get into the fun, and by fun I mean more hatred and more anger coming from me, I have to do the shameless self-promotion, which I know you love, or at the very least tolerate. Just, it'll be over in a minute, okay? Twitter, LampsMKE, at It's Just Chris Now. Facebook, Old Bag of Donuts, OL Bag of Donuts. 
Uh, the email, oldbagofdonuts, olbagofdonuts at gmail.com. I'm on Instagram now. You can search for my name, Chris Lempesis, Lemp's Talking Pack. Got a lot of time now. I guess the off-season's here, so I got a lot of time to post shit on Instagram and Facebook. Going to get those going again. For anyone listening on the Wonderful Packers Talk iTunes page, leave a rating, five stars. Me like you those the most. Four stars are good, too. Maybe a comment. That'd be nice. I've done these shows all year through the shit season. Maybe you could leave a comment if you like the show. That'd be good. (laughs) Uh, We're on Spotify. You can find us by searching for Packers Talk and looking for our logo, which is the head of the Vince Lombardi statue, which sits outside Lambeau Field. Oh, my God. I can't even imagine what Vince thought watching that absolute shit show tonight. Um... You can leave a rating there. If you subscribe on Spotify, which you should, right near the top, there's a box with a star. Click on it. Five stars. Those are the best. Don't be a dick. Come on. Uh, we're on the iHeartRadio app. You can find us there as well. And if you listen on a platform I don't mention, I'd love to know what it is. Let me know. Hit me up. And just subscribe. Why would you want to go searching for this this awesome show? Just subscribe, and then we'll deliver this shit right to you. Doesn't that sound great? I think that sounds great. That's what you should do. And a special shout out to our wonderful sponsor, Ticket King. Thank you to all, thank you for all you've done for us this year, Ticket King. We really appreciate it. Um, for all your pack, there's no more Packers games now that you need tickets for. But for all your Packers ticket needs in the future, head to their website, theticketking.com. They'll take care of you. Okay. Now that we've done got all that out the way, now that we've done got all that out the way, let's go. Let's really dive in, because I can't wait. Let's talk about this nightmare of a game that we watched tonight. Um, This Packers L. A season ending. It's like a period L, because it puts a final period on. It's like this Packers L. That's how you'd say that. L, period. <laughs> um... The obvious story, I mean, the story of the game is obvious. It's all the Green Bay miscues. All the Packers miss, all the mistakes and stupidity. All the failures. Oh, they left so many points on the table. Let's start there. Oh, my God, that first half. First drive of the game. Right? Lions win the the coin toss. They kick. Packers get the huge defensive pass interference penalty. First and goal at the five. All right. Let's set the tempo for this MFR right away. Nope. Nope. We get an Aaron Jones run, an A.J. Dillon run, and then Rodgers scrambles out of the pocket. Looks like he might run, but there's, you know, there's some defenders there, so I don't think he would have got into the end zone anyways. Tries flipping one to, I believe it was, was it Dillon? He tried, tried flipping it to someone. I don't know. I, I don't really have much of an outline for this. I'm not going to lie. It's kind of my thing when, the, you know, the last game of the season. I like to really fly by the seat of my pants, so strap in. Tried flipping it to someone. Incomplete. Settle for three. And in hindsight, that was big, you know. At the time, I said on Twitter, well, hey, you know, it's disappointing, but we got three points around the board. Well, that ended up being a a tone setter in a really bad way for Green Bay. Because that was, you know, that was a lot of how the first half went. Right? And then the Packers, was it their next drive? Yeah. Was it the next drive? No, no. Hold on here. 
Okay, so no, they get the ball back. Let's hold off on that. I don't want to talk, want to talk about that yet. Later on in the first quarter, Packers on the move again. Right? They get, they get into the Detroit red zone. Third and five at the Detroit 20. 3-3 game. All right. Settled for a field goal last time. Let's cash in this time. Nope. Rodgers drops back. Doesn't feel the rush at all. Sacked by Aiden Hutchinson. Settles for another field goal. Okay. So that's not great. 6-3 now after one. All right. Packers going. Now we're in the second quarter. Packers going down the field again. Third and five at the Detroit 24. Okay. This is going to be the drive. They're going to pick up this third down. They're going to get into the end zone finally. Nope. Rodgers gets sacked by Hutchinson again. He got sacked again. Uh, the Lions, there was a holding call on Green Bay on that. Detroit, uh, Detroit declines it. Crosby in from 48. Good again. 9-3 Packers now. So that's an offer. If you're keeping score, that's first and goal at the 5, a third down at the 20, and a third down at the 24. Zero touchdowns, three field goals. The precise formula for losing in the National Football League, and the Packers are executing it to a T. Beautiful. Hope you're picking up on my sarcasm because I'm laying it on pretty thick. <laughs> so that's the first, you know, and that's and that's just the, and, and that's just the times they left the points on the table. Let's talk about another idiotic decision in the another um, miscue in the first half. First quarter now. Let's go back. Fourth and short at the Green Bay 32. Right, Packers up three nothing. Looks like Rodgers is just going to try to draw him off sides. Okay, that's a good decision. I don't mind that. But then, surprisingly, they snap the ball. And what do they do? They call an end around to Alan Lazard. The slowest wide receiver on the team. Boy, if only they had a, a wide receiver who was lightning fast. That they could have given the ball to in that spot. They only, if only they had one. Do they have one? Drawn a blank. Alan Lazard! What was that? He gets buried, of course. Turnover on downs. Lines up, lines up getting a field goal on that. So that cost that decision directly cost the Packers three points. So if you're scoring at home, we're talking about a nine three game at this point that should at least be what thirteen nothing Green Bay. You could argue it could have been thirteen nothing Packers at that point. Maybe even more than thirteen nothing. Instead, it's nine three. And you just felt it, didn't you? There just comes a point when you're letting the other guy hang around too long. When it becomes, this is just going to be the game. I think at 9-3, that was when I hit that point for me. I was like, it's just, we're just going to be in for a fight like this. They're just, they're just tripping all over themselves. That's, I don't know if that's going to get much better. It's kind of the way, that's the way a game goes, you know? So there's that. There's those opportunities that were terrible. Um, what else are we what else are we at here? Oh, the mental mistakes. Oh, the mental mistakes, which you could call the you know, the end around of Lazard a mental mistake. Um Well let's go let's talk about the lineup mistakes. Starting Yash Nyman at right tackle instead of Zach Tom. Both of those sacks by Hutchinson, he beat Nyman. Now I know Runyon kind of screwed things up on the first one too. But but mostly Nyman, and then the second one was all Nyman. <laughs> Again, in a big spot. 
in a big game, a must-win game at home, the Packers make the wrong decision on the offensive line. I like Yash. I do. I just continue. I've said this on Twitter. I've said it on the show. He's not a right tackle. He's a left tackle. That is his side. He's not, he's not that guy. Tom is. Did Tom get beat by Hutchinson at all for a sack? No, he didn't. Not that I can remember. Wait, let me double check that because I don't want anybody to call me out on it. Nope, sure goddamn didn't. So, right there. That's a mental mistake as far as, as trotting out the wrong lineup. Now, they corrected it and put Tom in, but by then the damage had been done. That, that, that wiped out two potential touchdown drives. Led to field goals. Now let's talk about the mental mistakes, because there were some of those in this one, weren't there? There were some real fun ones. At into the first half, <laughs> I could live 150 years, and I would have no idea what Razul Douglas was doing. And that weird sequence at the end of the first half, right? Lions call their final timeout, two seconds left. They're going to send Badgley in to kick from 48. He had already missed from, I believe, 46 earlier in the half. Not a gimme. Not a gimme by any ch- by any stretch. Douglas weirdly walked up and like moved the ball sideways. I think he didn't want. I think he thought Lafleur was going to call timeout. And he didn't want Badgley to get a practice kick. That's what I think happened. I don't know. He'll probably talk about it to the media at some point. But that I don't know. Then he like gets into a fight with somebody and he shoves a guy and gets five fifteen. And I saw people on Twitter going. Well, he didn't get penalized for moving the ball. No, but he got penalized for the shove, which happened when he was in the middle of the... Why was he in there? Get out of there. What are you doing? Idiotic. Buffoonery. 15 yards. Now the 48-yarder becomes a 33-yarder. That's an easy kick. Badgley makes it. Now it's 9-6 at the half. So let's just talk about the first half in totality. We're talking about... Three drives that got to at least the Detroit 24-yard line. Oh, wait. No, wait. What am I saying? Chris, there's more. Back up. 9-3. Coming out of the two-minute warning. Packers at the Detroit 38. Yeah, it was 9-3. Coming out of the two-minute warning. Packers at the Detroit 38. Two timeouts left. Perfect position to get more points. Pass to Aaron Jones. Down the sidelines. He's going down the sides. Got some yards. Ball gets punched out. Detroit recovers. So, I love Aaron Jones. And you all know this. But he does seem to have kind of a penchant for fumbling in big spots. The NFC Championship game against Tampa, for example. That's kind of not great. That was, that was a big spot. They needed You can't fumble that ball there. You can't get the ball knocked out. And he did. Lions recover. That directly leads to Detroit going down the field and kicking the field goal thanks to the Douglas weirdness. So, now let's look at the first half in totality. (coughs) I'm sorry, I'm going to cough a little bit throughout the show. I apologize. I have a cough button, but I'm not great at working it. So now let's look at the first half in totality. First and goal at the five, that's got to be a touchdown. Three points. Three drives. So three drives get to at least the Detroit 24-yard line. All end in field goals. Oof. Okay. The Jones, the, the Jones fumble. They were going down for at least a field goal there. 
Oof. The idiotic decision to give it to Lazard on fourth down. That led to three points for Detroit. And then Douglas. You're talking about a first half that in reality could have been 16 nothing Packers at the half. Like, worst case scenario. Right? Say they score on first and goal at the five. Then they settle for a field goal. Say they settle for the two field goals on the drives that ended Hutchinson sacks. And then say they get a field goal on the drive where Jones fumbled. Right? Worst case scenario, that should have been 16 points. They gave Detroit three on the Lazard end around, and Douglas basically gave them three, because who knows if that kicker misses? Who, who knows if he makes it from 48? It could have been at least 16 nothing Green Bay at the half. With that time of possession advantage that the Packers had, it was 17-58 to 12-02. The cold, the Lions having nothing to play for, you start to wear, you probably start to wear them down in the second half. Come out of it with a win. All those miscues. Instead of a game that, again, could have been, worst case, 16-0, it's 9-6. You just, these are things you can't do in a, in a, in a big game, in a winner go home. It's unbelievable. You know? Oh, my God. And then, the mental mistakes in the second half. Oh, we weren't done yet with those, were we, Quay Walker? The Quay Walker thing... All right, I, I have to kind of, even now I can't believe it, how idiotic that was. With what just happened in the NFL this week, with the situation in Buffalo, for Quay Walker to shove a member of the opposing team's athletic training staff as he's trying to get to, now obviously the injury was not as serious tonight as it was in Buffalo, but this guy's trying to get to an injured player. And Quay Walker shoves him. What the fucking fuck was that? And that's not the first time Walker has shoved a non-playing member of the opposing team this year, is it? No, it is not. Did it in, was it Buffalo? Did it? I think he did it in Buffalo, right? Does he have shit for brains? Twice? In the same season? That's offensive to me. That a player could be that stupid. And all the talent this guy has doesn't mean dick if he's that dumb. And he continues to be that dumb. If he continues to be that stupid, all of his talent isn't going to amount to shit. It isn't. I'm sorry. He needs to really do some soul searching this offseason about why he keeps committing these idiotic penalties. And then he shoves him, and then his guy Wyatt looks like he's going to... The, the, the trainer's like, what What are you doing? Wyatt looked like he was going to fight him too. What What are they teaching at the University of Georgia? Moron 101? I'm sorry, I'm pissed about that. You know, that move Detroit half to dis distance the goal. Is that the reason Green Bay lost the game? No, but that was a big penalty in a big spot. And the Lions ended up scoring on that drive, didn't they? Yep. They got the game-winning touchdown on that drive. Yeah, it was only a four-yard penalty. And I'm not, again, I'm not going to say that that cost them the game. But it's the bigger scope of mental mistakes, stupidity, coming up small mentally in big moments that we saw from this team all season. 
We saw it throughout the game tonight, and it's a huge reason why they lost and why they're not going to be going to the playoffs. Isn't it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, you bet your ass it is. Tonight was just kind of everything we saw from the Packers when they sucked this year. You know? Very little heart. Did you sense a lot of fire and intensity from this team tonight? I didn't. You know? No discipline. Talked about that. Coming up mentally small. Weird, bad play calling. Felt like LaFleur was outcoached and a step behind Dan Campbell at almost every turn. You know? Even when they were ahead, it kind of constantly felt like they were playing from behind almost. You know what I mean? Hope that makes sense. Everything we saw from the bad Packers this year, we saw tonight. And that's why they lost. You know? It felt, and it's so disappointing because it felt like they turned a corner. These last four games, it felt like they turned the corner and LaFleur had repositioned his finger on the pulse of the team and everything was working in sync and then they turned into that machine and it was all clicking at the right time. And tonight they just went crashing back to where they'd been which is just incredibly disappointing, and it raises a lot of questions about LaFleur. You know, I just praised him last week on Twitter. You know, said we learned a lot about him these last four games in a really great way, as much as we'd learned about him in any of the past three years. Showed he could take a punch and get this team back on its feet. That all went out the window tonight. All went out the window. Gone. Like that. A poof. Out the window. Vanished. So I don't know now, you know? I was back in on the floor, but now I might be back out. I don't know. It's one thing to lose, but to lose in this fashion says a lot about the head coach and not in a good way. Uh, Aaron Rodgers. We have to talk about Aaron Rodgers. I'm sorry. He just wasn't good enough. He just was not good enough at all in this game. 17 of 27, 205 yards, one touchdown, one pick, through another one that got called back. On a Lions defensive penalty, hands to the face. So really through two picks. But it was one touchdown, one pick, 7.6 yards per attempt. Just very ho-hum. Just not not good enough. Not good enough, you know. And I know everybody's going to go, well, it's not all on Aaron Rodgers. No, but but to whom much is given, much is required. So spare me that bullshit. He makes $50 million a year on average. He is paid the most on average of any player more than any player in the league, right? On average. Highest paid player in the game. To whom much is given, much is expected, and much is required. And he failed tonight. Just like he did last year against San Francisco. Just like he did two years ago against Tampa Bay. Failed. Small. Missed throws. Hero ball. Oh, the hero ball came back, didn't it? Which you knew it was going to. He's just, is this it for him? I kind of hope so. He's not the guy anymore, folks. It's funny that his last pass as a Packer might end up being a pick, just like Favre's was. Time really is a flat circle. <laughs> I just, I don't know. I had, The game just ended a couple hours ago or whatever, but I have the same feeling about him now that I had about Favre that freezing cold night after they lost to the Giants in the 2008 NFC Championship game. Same feeling. The same kind of crushing realization that, okay, it's official now. He's not the guy. Not anymore. They're not going to win with him. Maybe, would he, could he win somewhere else? Maybe, but he won't win here. 
It's over. It's just not playing well enough. Again, another game where they needed him to make a to to to, to be the guy. You know? Maybe not quite everybody get on my back, I'm going to carry us, but something close to it. He didn't get anywhere close. Holy shit, nowhere close. The last throw to Watson was pure hero ball. Blind throw, blind heave. Terrible. You know, was off on some throws tonight. Was off on more than a few throws, I thought. Just, he's not the guy. It's time. It's time for this to be over. I said this after last offseason, too, after the, the, the Niners lost in the playoffs. It's time for this to be over, okay? It is. It is. So just, yeah, you know, you add it all up. Leaving points on the table, mental mistakes, mental miscues, piss-poor play calling, piss-poor execution, out-coached, out-hustled. Lions had more heart. Lions wanted it. Lions wanted this way more. Like, I hate them now, but they wanted this way more. They didn't have anything to play for, and they won. The Packers had everything to play for, and I felt like they didn't really, did it really feel like they cared? Would you really, even if they'd won, if they, would you wanted to see this team in the playoffs? The way they played tonight, would you have wanted to see that team in the playoffs? Can you imagine the team from tonight going to San Francisco in a week? That game would have been over before the end of the first quarter. They would have been embarrassed. You think the NFC Championship game lost to San Francisco a few years ago was bad? What you would have seen in a week would have been worse. So yeah, in the end, they're not a playoff team and they don't deserve to be. And they only have themselves to blame for that. You know, they were like a college kid who airmails in three quarters of the semester and then the last month is like, oh, I'm going to start trying now. And ends up failing the class anyways. You can't do that. You can't, you can't do it in the NFL either. So, yeah. Those are all my thoughts on the game. I've got a mountain of Twitter, email, all that stuff. So let's get to these now. These are in no particular order. Start with Twitter. Let's start with... Oh, hold on. Let's start with Bill Amundsen, one of my favorites. At Omaha Badger, Bill writes, What I thought was inevitable after the last Lions game, tonight became reality. Playoffs without Green Bay playing. So many mental errors from this team all year. The next eight months will be interesting. Lots of questions to answer this offseason. Always enjoy the banter. Thanks, Lamps. Well, thank you, Bill. Thank you for being such a loyal listener and, and for writing in so often to the show. I always appreciate that. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of amazing they even got to this spot because, you know, I said on the show after they lost to the Lions and the Titans and Washington, all those, I was like, this isn't a playoff team. To even get here was, I can't, I kind of can't even believe it happened, but yeah, they didn't deserve to be a playoff team, no. Um, so we're going to watch the playoffs without them. You're right, the mental errors I talked about, it's been a thing all year. All year. Guys lining up out of position. Guys not knowing where they're supposed to be. Dropping easy passes. You saw some of that tonight. Lazard, for example, had a drop. Dropped the ball he should have never dropped. Dylan had a terrible drop. Those are mental mistakes. As much as they are physical. For some more examples if you need them. Yeah. This team was mentally small all season. 
<laughs> that falls on the head coach. It does. It does. It's a direct reflection of the head coach. You're right. The next eight months are going to be interesting. A lot of guys aren't going to be back, I suspect. Um, I do think Rodgers will. I, do, I don't think he'll be back. Listening to him after the game, he sure kind of sounded like a guy who will not be back. I think that's in the best interest for him and the organization. Will he retire? I don't know. At this point, I suspect he's going to want to keep playing. I think Rodgers is going to end up playing for somebody else next year. The Packers will trade him. They won't get as much as they would have would have last offseason. You're not going to get the godfather package that uh, Seattle got for Russell Wilson. But I think the right... There's going to be a lot of teams that think they're a quarterback away, you know? Tennessee comes to mind. Washington comes to mind. The Jets come to mind. Indianapolis comes to mind. Maybe even Vegas. Reunite him with Devontae. <laughs> There's going to be a lot of teams that think that they're a quarterback away. So I think the Packers could get something for Rodgers. Yeah. Say something like, I don't know, a, maybe a one and a four this year and like a three next year. Yeah, something like that for sure. But not just Rodgers. Will Bakhtiari be back? Will Cobb be back? Will Crosby be back? Will Big Dog be back? If Rodgers is gone, I think a lot of the friends of Rodgers, so to speak, will be gone as well. Speaking of Crosby and, you know, Cobb and Bach. Will a guy like Alan Lazard be back? Probably not, I don't think, at this point. Yeah, so yeah, those are just a few examples. A lot of changes are on the horizon. This team's going to look different, no question. Um, so yeah, thank you for that, Bill. Our next one comes from Andrew DX. <laughs> at Big Head 0484, again, apologies for the coughing. I'm doing my best here to hit the cough button, but like a one-man operation here between drinking my water and looking at stats, and it's tough, so apologies. Uh, at Big Head 0484, Andrew writes, Complete meltdown on all levels. Rogers seems to want nothing but the glory of the home run, but is constantly underthrowing the deep ball. Strange play calls from the start with the Lazard end around. Yeah, I talked about the Lazard end around already, Andrew. Um, nothing about that made any sense. Nothing about that made any sense. Nothing. Nothing. To go for it at that spot on the field was bad enough. This isn't Madden. This is analytics run amok, or what's going on here? That was a terrible decision. To then call an end around to your slowest wide receiver... The Lions defenders must have been laughing as they left the field. Like, what was that? Um, you're right. He is underthrowing. You know, he had that shot. He had Jones deep down the sidelines. Looked like, it sure looked like he needed to put more air under that. That was underthrown. That could have been a walk-in touchdown, I think, if that was thrown in the right spot. Um, the shot to Watson was a terrible. That was a Farvian heave. That was hero ball. That would have been a tough play to make, even if he had thrown it in the right spot. But you're right. It does look like he's underthrowing more on the deep stuff. That's definitely cause for concern amongst all the other issues with Rodgers. Yeah. Um, and you're right. It is just, he does just seem to want to, you know, he, you know, the hero ball has been a thing all year. Times get tough. Rodgers just goes, all right, I'm going to do, I, I think I can, you know, I want to get out and run, man. Here we go. Watch this. As a friend of mine and I used to call the Favre deep balls, watch this! 
there's definitely a lot of that creeping in with Rodgers, isn't there? So, yeah, you're right, Andrew, and yes, this was a total meltdown. A meltdown on all levels, right? Coaching, offense, defense. Special teams, I guess, wasn't too terrible tonight, were they? I thought Crosby, hey, you know what? Crosby hit the ball way better than any of us could have ever hoped for. What was that, 53? He almost had that. I said on that third down, I said they should just try to pick up a couple yards and give Crosby a better shot because he's hitting the ball well tonight. They try to get the first. Rodgers can't hit Dobbs on the slant. Crosby goes for the field goal. Doink. But if they had just picked up a couple extra yards, that ball would have gone over the crossbar, wouldn't it? So I thought, I don't think special teams here, but offense and defense, you know, defense came up small, big moments. I thought people were going, well, they only gave up 20, but they came up small at big moments. And obviously the offense did. So yeah, I agree. Coaching, everything else. Our next one comes from Nick Sybertson at Nicholas Sybert 1. He writes, it's time to clean house. They owe a lot of money to guys that aren't playing to that level. Also, get rid of Barry. Go with Love and the other young guys. Worst thing that can happen is that they are bad next year and get a good pick. Either way, can't continue like this next year. He follows up, also, how do you lose to the Lions twice? They aren't terrible, but they definitely aren't good. They made Rodgers look like Nathan Peterman this year. Um, well, I don't, okay, so Nick, I don't know if they're going to clean house. I do think there's going to be, a lot of this hinges on Rodgers. I think if Rodgers isn't back, and at this point, I don't think he will be, you're going to see a lot, I think you'll see a lot more change. If he comes back, probably less so. You know, Bakhtiari probably will have his contract restructured instead of just released, you know what I mean? For an example. A lot of it depends on Rodgers. But I, I, you know, I would probably lean towards, I wouldn't say blow it up. I'm not ready to, to go that far, but how do I say this? I'm more in favor of a significant retooling than I am just, you know, doing anything, doing everything possible to bring as much of this core back. That's a losing formula. That's not, we've already seen enough to know that's not going to do anything. So, yeah, not maybe clean house, but I'm definitely in favor of a hard re- reload, hard retooling, if you will. Um, Barry, that's an in- now that's an interesting one because the defense has played better the last month. And tonight, but tonight was bad. No turnovers. No turnovers against a quarterback who's not great in the cold. You know, Jared Goff's not great outdoors in the cold. They couldn't even get one turnover. That's incredibly disappointing, considering him, Goff, and how they've played recently, the Packers. Um, Will Barry be back? I don't know. I tend to think he won't be. I'm going to be optimistic even in the the darkness of tonight and say, I think LaFleur will make the move, and I still believe that Jim Leonard will be the defensive coordinator next year. So, yeah. I think I think you're going to get your wish on that, Nick. Barry's going to be gone. Um, but yeah, I agree. It's time to move on from Rodgers. Play Love. Let's see what we have. Let's see if Love can develop chemistry with Watson and Dobbs. And 
in that scenario, maybe try to bring Jones back, restructure him for one more, and Dylan. And one thing, if I can go off on a quick side street, they need more weapons. They need more weapons. They need more skill position guys. They need more wide receivers. They need an official tight end. It's not Tunyon. He's not going to be back. He's running at Richard Rodgers' speed at this point. He's not the same player after the knee injury. He just isn't. They need to go with Love, the other young guys, and get more weapons. Give Jordan Love an embarrassment of riches at the skill positions. You know? Draft a tight end from Notre Dame in the first round. Mayor. Right? Or take, you're not going to get the kid from TCU now. But maybe take, uh, what's his name, Smith Smith Najaba, am I saying that right? From Ohio State? Maybe get him in the first round. If you're not going to take Mayer. Maybe take the kid like Sam Laporta, the tight end from Iowa, in the second round. But build real skills. Like, make the skill positions just insane for love. And then you say to love, either you're going to make it work with these this embarrassment of riches, or the next guy's going to. But that's, I think, the, the biggest thing, the number one thing on this list to do with this team is skill position players. They need more of them. A few more, at least. So, yeah. I agree, because I agree. It can't continue like this. If they run it back, that's idiotic at this point. Okay, next one comes from Lucky at the Madisonian. Lucky writes, predictable end to a frazzled season. Play calling remained bizarre and offensive execution was lacking. 12 plays incredibly slow as usual and needs to be carried at this point in his career, but I doubt this team can do that anytime soon. Go Pack Go. I don't know if he needs to be carried, Lucky, but I get what you're saying. He has become a he has become John Elway at the end of his career. He is no longer a guy who can win you anything on his own. I don't think he's that guy anymore. No. I talked about this on the show. People go, well, he won the MVP last year. Right. But look at history. Look at Favre. Look at Manning. For just two examples. Look at Drew Brees. For if you need a third one. Guys who were playing at a high level, and it just crashed. Like that. That's what happens. Usually. Brady's got everybody rooked into thinking you could just be great forever. But usually with quarterbacks, they get to about the age Rodgers is at. They're flying high. They drop off fast. And I think that's what's happened to Aaron Rodgers. He's become late career John Elway. I don't think he needs to be carried. But I don't think he's a guy who can carry you. He's a complimentary piece. Uh, call me crazy, but for $50 million a year, I'd like a little bit more than a complimentary piece at the most important position in sports. Maybe that's just me. So, yeah, you're right. It was weird play calling. It did feel like the offensive execution was lacking a lot. The blocking was spotty. It, yeah, just, yeah. Concentration, talked about the drops. Yeah, it was all lacking. I agree. So, yeah, thank you for that, Lucky. Okay, our next one comes from Jesse at the Big Fat J. Jesse writes simply, this isn't what Rogers manifested. I appreciate that. I appreciate keeping it short and sweet, Jesse. Um, that's kind of rare around these parts. <laughs> Am I right? I'm just kidding. Uh, it isn't what Rogers manifested. No, it isn't. Maybe he needs to go back and take some more ayahuasca and manifest something better than this, because this was bullshit. 
tell you that. I'll tell you that. Our next one comes from Kyle Burling at KJBD11. He writes, Brian Gutekunst will never have a better opportunity than this again to move on from Aaron Rodgers, given how he played tonight. Just not good enough. You're right. This is it. Because if you look at Rodgers' contract, um, it's only going to get harder to move on from him after this season. Which is not traditionally how it works in the NFL, right? Usually it gets easier to move on the further you progress in a guy's contract. But that's not going to be the case with Rodgers. It's going to be, it gets harder. This is it. And if I'm, if I, I think I've got this. If he's traded or retired, it's some pre-June 1st. It's a $40 million cap hit for the Packers next year and then they're done. And if it comes after June 1st, they can split it where it's, I believe, $15 million next year and 25 the year after. Or 25 and 15, I can't remember. But June 1st is the key date there. You're right. This is going to be it. If they want to move on from him and they want to trade him and he wants to keep playing, and again, the prediction for me right now is that he will want to keep playing. And that the Packers will tell him they would prefer that happen somewhere else. That's my prediction. You're right. This will be the best opportunity. And I and I think they're going to take it. I think Rodgers will be traded to some to one of those teams I mentioned already. And the Packers will get a nice, decent haul of picks to add to their retooling. So, yeah, just not good. You're right. It's just not good enough. It's just like he's paid a lot of money to be the guy. When is the last time you could say in a big, 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 big game, Herod Rogers was the guy? When's the last time? Not tonight. Not against San Fran last year. Not against Tampa Bay. Maybe the game against L.A.? At Lambeau in the 20, what was it, the 2021 playoffs? That might be the last time. Yeah, it's not good enough. I agree. So thank you, Kyle. All right, our next one comes from Brent Wahlberg at B. Wahlberg. Yeah, Brent Wahlberg at B. Wahlberg. There we go. He writes, uh, Matt LaFleur and Rogers have had the same season-ending result three years in a row now. Team is wound too tight, makes way too many errors, loses in the cold at home where they were favored. I'm getting kind of tired of it, but don't have a good answer for a solution. <laughs> You're right. You know, I talked about this. The same, it's the same thing three years in a row now. I think we certainly know enough to say the Matt LaFleur-Aaron Rodgers pairing isn't the right pairing. It's not working. I think we can definitely say that. That's an interesting point. Are they wound too tight? You know, I feel like that's been the case. I thought that was the case, uh, especially last year against San Francisco. And the playoffs, I didn't think they were wound too tight tonight. I thought that they were just, I didn't feel like that zip was there. You know, they came out for blood against the Vikings last week. I didn't see that tonight. Maybe that was being wound too tight. You could be right on that, Brent. I don't know. To me, it just felt like the heart wasn't there tonight. That zip. But you're right, way too many mistakes. Um, You just, you can't, you know, you can't keep losing these games at home. Losing, if they lost to Tampa and San Francisco, Tampa two years ago and San Francisco last year and Detroit, if these were all road losses, 
<laughs> That'd be one thing. But they're losing at home. This can't keep happening. Changes need to happen. Changes need to be made. You know? This is insane just running if they just try to retool this thing a little bit and run it back next year. This isn't working. The formula isn't working. The math is not adding up. Uh, I don't know if I have a good answer. I mean, I think, I think, I don't know if I have a great answer, but I think probably moving on from Aaron Rodgers is, is a good place to start. Yeah, I'll say that. Yep. So thank you, Brent. Brent? Is it Brent? Brent? Oh, I'm saying that right. <laughs> it's late. All right. Next one comes from Greg Kivett at Greg and GB. Greg writes, Detroit has fourth and two, Packers season on the line, Barry plays a soft zone. Despite all, despite the recent play, he needs to go. Also, his players are undisciplined AF. I'll hang up and listen. Thank you, Greg. Yeah. He sure was playing soft zone, wasn't he, on that fourth and two. Barry was going to go out Joe Barry. Joe Barry going to Joe Barry all the way out the door. You're right. That was terrible. As soon as the Lions came out in shotgun, I actually would have felt better if they tried to run Jamal Williams on that. Oh, Jamal. I love Jamal so much that he was the one that really stuck the dagger in the Packers' heart. Oh, that hurts. I still love you, though, Jamal. I know a lot of us do. Um, if they tried to run Jamal there on that fourth down play, I would have felt better about the Packers' chances. When they came out and shotgun, I was like, He's going to sit back there and find somebody open in this soft zone, and that's it. And that's exactly what happened. I knew it. I knew it. I'm sure a lot of you did, too. That's exactly what happened. He does need to go. And I think he will. I think the Fleur, somebody has to pay for this failure of a season, and it's going to start with Joe Barry. So, yeah. So, yeah, I agree with you there. Thank you for that, Greg. All right, next one comes from, all right, Matilla, I love you. You sent in a three-part question. All right, let's go. First off, this will be a long one, so sorry for that. Secondly, thanks for another great season, my dude. Third, hats off to the Lions, played their asses off. Twelve's just not that dude anymore, and unlike four, he's not admitting to it and changing. Is Matt LaFleur the dude? Maybe when we see his offense when we see his offense go it looks smooth when we see his and 12's offense it seems disjointed should the head coach nip that in the bud probably but can you when your front office just gave him the keys to the franchise and a boatload of money can't even blame Barry this season was on the o 100% and adding to and adding this just to say heads up packers fans there's a great young nucleus here we have a top 15 pick i believe It'll be a rough couple of years because of salary cap, but the horizon's bright, and we'll all be bitching about it together, which makes it fun. All right, thank you, Matilla, for the three-parter. Um, thank you for thank you for your comment, your compliment on the show. I always appreciate that. It's you know, it's been a tough year <laughs> for the team, and the last couple of weeks for me have sucked, but you know, we made it through together. And thank you for all the for the, for the kind words and for listening. So frequently. Um, you're right. Rogers isn't the guy anymore. I've, I've been saying that throughout the show. Is Matt LaFleur the dude? 
You know, I have a lot more questions about that than answers after tonight. I really thought, because, like, my thinking was, if he had gotten his team to rebound from 4-8 and eight to make the playoffs, even if they got their dicks kicked in by San Francisco, which was going to happen, you could say, this guy took a punch, got this team back on their feet, and got them into the tournament. That would have been very significant for, for the development of LaFleur as a coach. But to, to have it all come crumbling down tonight the way it did, again, in the undisciplined fashion that it did, the mental mistakes, you know, leaving points on the table, it, it, there's more questions than, I, than there are answers, I think, about LaFleur at this point. Yeah? I can tell you he's a solid coach. I think he's a good coach. Is he a great coach? I can't say that. Is he a coach that can win a Super Bowl? I can't say that. You know? So, there's at least as many questions as there are answers about LeFleur at this point, which might not be the best thing four years into into this era. But, yeah, that's where we are. Um, Should the head coach, should he nip it in the bud and make them run his offense? Yes. But I don't think he will be able to. The fact is, this organization, Murphy, Goot, LaFleur, they have completely kowtowed to Rodgers and bent the knee to Rodgers and bent over for Rodgers, however you want to describe it. I don't think you can get hard on him now, right? There's that old saying, you can go from being a hard ass to being soft, but you can't go from soft to hard. I don't really think they can get tough with Rodgers now. Because you're right, it is his and 12s. I've said, Rodgers runs the version of the Lafleur offense that he deems acceptable. I have said that over and over again on the show, and I'll say it again tonight, what the hell. It's it's not the Lafleur offense. The Lafleur offense looks pretty smooth, you're right. The Lafleur-Rodgers offense, eh, 50-50. That's another reason why I think it's time for Rodgers to go. Time to get love in there, and let's see. Let's find out what this offense looks like. For real. Uh, I disagree with you on Barry. You can blame Barry. The defense was very, very bad at times. They were very, very disappointing. Remember, we thought this was going to be a lot of us, I know myself included, thought this was going to be a top five defense. At worst, top eight. That top 25% of the league. Um... And it didn't happen. And they let this team down a lot. So I, I disagree with you on that. You can blame Barry for a lot of this. Would I put more of it on the offense? Yeah, I would. But you could put a lot of this on Barry, and I think he's going to pay the price for it, for sure. Yeah, so. Slight disagreement there. Um, you're right. They have good bones. I will say that. There's good bones for this team going forward. You know? There's good pieces on the offensive line. If they can get Jones back for one more year in the backfield, he and Dylan, you know, you add to the... Watson looks like a star. Sure looked like it tonight again, didn't he? You can keep adding youth and, ex, and explosive elements to the to the skill position. Skill positions, that'll help. There's some good pieces on defense. Kenny, Slayton. If Quay gets his head out of his ass, he could be that guy. Um... They're going to get Gary back, and Igbari looks like a player. Preston, I think, will be back for one more. Ja, 
ended up having a pretty damn good season. There's pieces. Yeah, I think there's a... I don't know if I'd say it's a great young nucleus, but it's good. It's good enough to where even if Rodgers leaves, if Love can play and they make the right moves, they can be right back in contention in a year or two. Absolutely. Absolutely. So thank you for that, Mattel, for the three-parter. All right, our last one. Is this the last one? Yeah, I think so, right? If it is, I apologize. It's late. Okay. Our last one comes from my former Old Bag of Donuts podcast co-host, bestest friend in the world, Adam Summers, A Summers underscore time on Twitter, Brew Crewer. He writes, Man, wow, I so want to go off, but after reading Matilda's tweets, I can't ruin that energy. What disappointed me the most was that somehow the Lions wanted it more tonight, and that falls on coaching. Lafleur's done enough that his job is safe, but it was very embarrassing. Yeah, you're right. Now, let's talk about that quick, because I've seen people saying fire. Lafleur's not going anywhere. He just signed an extension last offseason. And so did Goot. They're not going anywhere. So everybody needs to calm down on that. Um, you're right. His job is safe. But you're also right. It was very embarrassing. You're right. Campbell had his team ready. They had nothing to play for, and they didn't give a shit. They were going out guns blazing. Didn't you want to see that from the Packers? Did, did, do you even think we saw even a little bit? Of, I don't think we saw much of that from the Packers at all. You know? I didn't see a lot of gung-ho, you know, let's fucking do this thing. I didn't see a lot of that from the Packers tonight. I saw it from the Lions, though. And you're right, that directly falls on LaFleur. A lot of this falls at LaFleur's feet. Which, again, is why I say I have more questions about him than answers at this point. Which is not awesome four years into a guy's career. Okay, I hope... Are those all the tweets? Yes, those are all the tweets. Holy shit. Okay. Let's go to the emails now. This is going to be long, but you know what? I haven't been... i got to make up for lost time and, like, what the hell anyways. <laughs> it's not like there's going to be a show next week. All right. First email comes from John. Titles his email, Steaming Pile. A fitting end to the worst Packers season I've seen since pre-Farve in 92. Sure, they made it exciting for four weeks, but four weeks does not make a 17-week season. When they had everything go their way at the end, when all they had to do was win against an equally blah division rival, when said equally blah division rival is already eliminated from playoff contention before game time, what does this Packers team do? They come to play with lesser enthusiasm intensity, and fire that have epitomized each of this season's pathetic nine losses. I'm actually relieved to put this train wreck of a season behind us. No need to continue in this mirage for one more week, only to endure another brutal loss at the hands of their San Fran kryptonite. <coughs> That's good stuff, John. Have you written in before? I don't feel like you have. That's a, If this is your first email, you came in hot. I appreciate that. I don't know if this was the worst Packers season. I mean, they did go 4-12 in 2005, which was, oh my God. Um, that was bad. The Ray Rhodes season was pretty bad. Uh, what else? McCarthy's first year, they went, well, McCarthy, but you know what? McCarthy's first year, but they closed strong and gave a lot of hope, didn't they? So, I don't know if this is the worst season, but it's certainly one of the worst yeah, it's one of the worst two or three. I would definitely agree with you, at least partially. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, you said it right. I mean, you said it well, John. It's, they had everything lined up for them, and you're right. Lesser enthusiasm and intensity fire, that's what I talked about. No enthusiasm, no intensity, no fire. They came out flat like they just thought the Lions were going to hand this to them. Why would you ever think that? I think they did, though. They just, not, it just wasn't there. The team we've seen for the last four weeks was not there at all tonight. Where was the team we saw against the Vikings a week ago? How can you come out that hot against the Vikings, be in a bigger spot this week, and come out flat? Makes no sense. Um, I get what you're saying. I, you know, I'm not going to lie. There's part of me that's glad this is all over. <laughs> it's been a trying season to be a fan. It's been a tough year. You're right. In some ways, I'm not sad. It's, in some ways, I'm not sad. I think, you know, you're always kind of sad when it's like, oh, that's it. No more Packer football for, you know, eight months. But in a lot of ways, I'm not sad. No, this season, in a lot of ways, this season's been as fun as a colonoscopy. It's a goddamn root canal. It's about as fun as this season's been at times. So I hear what you're saying, John. Because you're right. They would have got, again, They you're right. They would have got crushed. I said that earlier. They would have been, San Francisco would have blown them out. Even the team that came out against the Vikings last week. They would that no that but that team that beat Minnesota last week, if they go to San Francisco, no, they don't get blown out, but I don't think they win. No. No. So we we were killing ourselves for one more week of football. That's as much as we were gonna get out of this team. So in that sense, no, I'm not sad it's over. No. I hear you're saying, John. Thank you. Next one comes from Philip. Titles his email, it's over. Lamps. Last time we'll have to watch this team this year. The way they played today, they have no business in the playoffs. Undisciplined and poorly coached. Not the first time Jones fumbled in a big game, Bucks playoffs two years ago. Do you think some of these egos will shrink? Douglas, Jair, Quay, and many more? There's no middle passing game. It's literally three hard dump-offs or Rogers hero ball. And then Philip writes, Jones fumbling was a mirror of Lewis fumbling last year in the playoffs. Everything's rolling and huge momentum change. Favre's last pass is a Packer versus Rogers' last pass. Their careers are a mirror of each other. I had to apologize to my wife for being insufferable all night. Well, shout out to Mrs. Phillip um, for that. So shout out to you and let's say shout out to you and shout out to Mrs. Phillip. Um, yeah, hang on a second. This chair is being a pain in the ass. Hold on. I'm going to start that Kickstarter. I'm not even shitting you for a better chair down here. Okay. Um, yeah, you know, I touched on a lot of this, what you've said, or what you said, Philip, that they don't have any, they didn't have any business in the playoffs, you know? So like I said on Twitter today, they would, they would deserve whatever result they got. Well, they deserved this result, didn't they? Um, yep. Undisciplined, poorly coached. Talked a lot about that. That's funny you mentioned the Jones thing, because I talked about that already, too, that, yeah. You know, you can't fumble in a spot like this. And then Jones last year against San Francisco with that play was near the end of the first half. If he just keeps running outside, he probably scores. For some reason, he cut it back in. That cost Green Bay a touchdown. So mental mistakes from Jonesy in big games is kind of becoming a thing. As much as we love the kid, it's kind of kind of becoming a problem. Do I think some of these egos will shrink? Well, I don't know if Jaws ever will. I think it's part of what makes him great. 
Um, Douglas, Douglas and Quay probably after tonight, hopefully get a little, well, hopefully a big fucking slap in the face of reality. I learned that each guy, they need to be much, 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 much smarter as football players. You know, I don't know. It might be too late for Douglas, but Quay, he's early enough in his career. He hopefully will, this will, he'll become better for this. I sure hope so, because you know what? Someone said to me on Twitter, if he wasn't a first-round pick, this would probably get him cut, and they're right. But even being a first-round pick, you ain't going to last long in the league being this goddamn dumb, I'll tell you what. So he better wake up, and wake up faster. It's it's going to be over much quicker than he expects. So yeah, I agree. Um, you're right, there is no middle passing game. Not really. It is all three-yard dump-offs in Hero Ball for the most part. The thing is, I actually think, but I don't think that's part of the LeFleur offense. That's part of the LeFleur offense that Rodgers deems acceptable. You know, I think the Aaron, I think the Frankenstein version of this offense that Aaron Rodgers has created, I think that's what this is. It's all short passes and hero ball. My guess is the LeFleur version of the offense has a healthy middle passing game. I'll say that. Yeah. Um... Your part about Jones fumbling was a lot like Lewis. You're right. I mean, it was big. It was a big spot. Because it was, what, 9-3? It would have been at least 12-3 going into the half. Maybe even, you know, maybe even 16-3. That fumble was huge. It was it was a mirror of, of Big Dog's fumble in the playoff game last year. I agree. Just, it was bad. Bad. You know, that was the moment where it was like, oh, this is going to be a game. For sure. Um. So, yeah. Thank you for writing in, Philip. Our next one comes from Sean. Titles his email, This Hurts. Sean writes, Lemps. I came into this game without a lot of nerves, thinking that I was just happy to watch meaningful football for the whole season. The way this one went through really hurt. Or the way this one went, though, really hurt. They shot themselves in the foot so many times. The interception by Rodgers, fumble by Jones, stupid as fuck play by Quay. What the hell was he doing? Inability to stop the run or get turnovers by the defense. Nixon was a non-factor and the list goes on. They looked undisciplined and like they were the team that earlier that day got knocked out of the playoffs. The Lions played hard all night. Thanks for the podcast this year. It will be a very, very interesting offseason. Go Pack Go. Well, thank you, Sean. And again, you know, the pods. Hey, hey guys, I ain't going anywhere. The season is over, but the show goes on. Right? Right? Wolf of Wall Street. The show goes on. I'm not done. I'm going to keep going. Oh, there's going to be off-season shows. You can bet your ass. Um, but thank you for the kind words about the show. Uh, you're right. It's I. It's like I said, you know, I, I felt pretty zen about this earlier in the day. I definitely agree with you. All right. You know, I can, I, I can see what you're saying. That it, it sucked the way it went through. That's a, that's a really good way to say that. <laughs> yeah. Um, because they did it to themselves. I don't really think Detroit... Like, I don't want to be that guy, but I, I think a lot of what the Packers did tonight was, was to themselves. I don't think Detroit did a lot. You know, they played smart. They capitalized on Green Bay's mistakes. They hit a few big plays here and there. You know, got the two turnovers on defense. But, like, for the most part... I thought a lot of it was kind of unforced errors from the pack. Which has been the case for a lot of the season I've talked about throughout the season on the show. 
unforced errors beating yourself. So, I, I yeah, I agree. Um, not getting any turnovers was bad. That was really bad. You know, you got to get at least one. And I think if they had gotten at least one turnover, they would have won the game. But the way the defense was playing coming in to not get one turnover tonight is incredibly disappointing. Says a lot about Joe Barry, I think. Um, Nixon was a non-factor, although this was kind of a magic carpet ride we've been on with Kayshawn Nixon the last month. So that was never going to go on forever. That's not the way it goes with returners usually. But yeah, definitely it, 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 a big return from him or two would have helped. That's for sure. They did look like the team that was knocked out of the playoffs. You're right. Yeah, it flipped. The Lions had nothing to play for and played their asses off, and the Packers had everything to play for and just didn't play with any heart. You're right. I said that already in the show, but you're absolutely right, Sean. So thank you for that. Thank you for that email. All right. Next one. Let's see. Who do we got here? Okay, I got John. Philip, we'll come back to that one. Andy. PB Ziggy. Who I finally, he explained to me, PB is Packer Backer Ziggy. So now I know what the PB stands for, which is great. PB writes, was I actually crazy to think this dysfunction, this dysfunctional of a team could beat the 49ers? Who's the fool? We got outcoached big time in this one at home with one to win to make it into the playoffs. Rodgers and the home run ball has been a theme this year. Matt LaFleur needs to take a long look in the mirror and get a lot firmer. His vanilla offense, especially in the red zone, is getting hard to watch. Barry's soft scheme needs to go. Quay's going to ruin an awfully talented potential with uh, with his anger issues. Did you see all the blue shirts in the crowd? Where's the Lambeau mystique? I think it's time for Rodgers to ride off into the Tennessee sunset. He is not clutch in big games. He was mediocre at best tonight. It will not lead us to a Super Bowl, so we should move on. A fitting end to a tough season. At least I can park my emotions once again and not get invested in any more of these games. Go Bills. Regards, PB Ziggy. Thank you for that, PB. Um, are you rooting for the Bills? I'll probably I'll root for the Bills. Although I, you know, I've become kind of, I, I kind of adopted the Bengals last year as my AFC team. So I know the Bills are kind of America's team right now with everything they've gone through, um, which I totally understand. And I'll probably be rooting for them as well. But I think I'm going to root for the Bengals. I think the Bengals and the Bills will be the two teams. I would like to see do something special this year. One of, if one of those two teams can punch through and win the whole thing, that would make me happy. So I'm partially with you on Bills. I'll say Bills and Bengals are the two teams I'm rooting for right now. Uh, yeah, you know, they got out coached. You're right. Talked about that. Um, the home run ball talked about that. The thing is, again, I don't think LaFleur can get firmer with Rodgers. Once you've bent over in the way that they have for Rodgers, I don't really think you can can get tough on a guy after that. You know? I think he could with Jordan Love, but I don't think he could with Rodgers. Um, the red zone thing they need to fix. And maybe that involves bringing Nathaniel Hackett back. You know? He got fired by Denver, I think, since the last time I did the show. Maybe they bring him back. The offense was fantastic in the red zone when he was there. Turned into the damn gold zone. So maybe Hackett comes back. I could definitely see that happening. Why not? Um, Barry, yep, Barry's scheming is going at will. Yep, talked about Quay. The blue shirts in the crowd. 
There were a lot of Lions fans. I think the entire goddamn Upper Peninsula drove down for this game. Well, the thing is, the thing is, tickets for this game were cheap for a really long time. I was looking at Ticket King before this four-game win streak that the Packers had been on. You could get tickets for this game in the lower bowl good seats for like 45 or 50 bucks. So I think what happened was a lot of Lions fans, especially up my way in the UP where I'm from, I think they bought those tickets when they were cheap. And were like, well, the game doesn't mean anything, but it's a cheap ticket. We can go down to Green Bay and root on the Lions. So I think that's partially why there were so many Lions fans at the game. Um, where is the Lambo Mystique? It's gone. <laughs> it's, for now, it's gone. It doesn't exist. And there's no Lambo Mystique. There hasn't been a Lambo Mystique in years. No. And... If I may for a minute, I can talk about the, talk about why. People say it's Vic. When Vic went in there and ran all over them, that that, that was the beginning of the end of the Lambo mystique. Here's the the here's what really killed it. It's the types of teams Green Bay builds. Think about the types of teams they've had the last twenty years. Pass heavy teams. That rely on throwing right, rely on a brilliant quarterback play, and teams that have not traditionally had good defenses, right? And teams that even if they ran the ball well, or could run the ball well, didn't run it enough. Well, what travels in cold weather in the playoffs? Running the ball and playing defense, not air raid offense. That doesn't work in the cold. So what's really killed the Lambeau Mystique, the Packers have killed it by the types of teams they've built. Yeah, that's what's killed it more than anything else. Yeah, air raid teams don't win in the cold. There's newsflash. But yeah, that's where the Lambeau Mystique is. Right now it's in the shitter. Um, and I agree with you on Rodgers. Yep, talked about all that. So thank you, PB. All right, our next one. Okay, now i got to make sure I got everything here. Because I'm going to end with the Kyles. All right, let's go. Let's talk about what is happening here. Why can't I read these? There we go. We're going to end this with the Kyles. The first one comes from Kyle Terpenning, who refuses to get Twitter. God bless you, Kyle. Kyle writes, I am so fucking enraged I can barely keep from destroying my own home. What an absolutely fucking pathetic excuse for a game. They should all absolutely be ashamed of themselves. Piss poor effort. <laughs> Sorry for all the cursing, Al. And Quay is a fucking asshole. <laughs> I really don't want him on the team any longer. That's twice this season that asshole has done that. He needs to be gone. Now we get to stew in the humiliation of the Lions owning us this year. And to be honest, with the trajectory of these teams, I wouldn't doubt they will own us for a long time. They really do need to blow up the team and start from scratch. Offense is putrid. Defense is soft as fuck. And Barry is a piss-poor excuse for a defensive coordinator. Seriously, my four-year-old could coach better than him. Kyle had more. Thanks for letting me vent my first email. But after a little time to cool down, I'd like to ask this. Since everyone will be asking a lot of questions, I'm sure, about the game, I'd like to ask, what was your favorite non-Super Bowl winning season? Mine was 2014. I can't even truly explain why. It wasn't just the Packers. It's like the entire NFL had a great year. All the games I watched were excellent, and I got to enjoy many Packers games in good company. It was just a great year. I lied. One thing I think of when I think of Barry and the entire team is this quote. 
Do you know the difference between an error and a mistake? Anyone can make an error, but that error doesn't become a mistake until you refuse to correct it. Kyle, you came in hot. Hot! And I know you said some stuff around Christmas that I didn't get to because I was sick. I'm going to try to get to that um, in one of these uh, off-season shows because I've got time now. So don't worry, Kyle. I still have those emails. I'm going to try to get to them. Um, I don't really have anything to add to that. I mean, you're right. It was embarrassing. And and, and this team is, is going to have a long off-season to think about what to, to think about not just tonight, but all the lifeless, flat efforts they turned in this season. There's going to be a lot of time for these guys to look in the mirror and, and, and you know reflect, and I hope they do. And, and why did we play with such little heart so often? And I hope Lafleur reflects on that too. Why were why was why were my guys not ready to play so often? Because it's something that everybody's going to have to think about in that organization. They got a lot of time now. So, yeah, hopefully when they're on the beach this week, they'll think about it at least a little bit. Um, I don't know. The Lions are certainly on a pretty good trajectory, aren't they? Because they've got the Rams pick, which will be top, I don't know, is it top five or top ten for Stafford? They're building something, but, you know, the road is paved with teams who got to a certain level but couldn't take that next step. The Lions are still going to have to take that next step. Can you win with Goff? I don't know if you can. That's a question they're going to have to answer. They still need some more pieces on that defense. Um, and taking the next step is hard. You know? It can be fairly easy to get to 8-9 and nine or 9-8. Nine and eight, But taking that next step and getting to 11-12, and 12, 13 wins is tough. They've certainly got a lot of pieces in place, but can they do it? We'll see. I'm rooting against them now, I'll tell you that goddamn much. Uh, what else? My favorite non-Super Bowl winning season. I don't know, I'd have to think about that, Kyle, and get back to you. Sorry, it's late, buddy. But I'll think about that and get back to you on one of these future shows. That's a good question. It's an interesting question. Um, yeah, so thank you for writing in for that, Kyle. So those are, okay. Let me make sure I got everything here. I got John Phillip. Kyle, Philip, Kyle, Sean, Andy. Yep. Last one comes from Kyle, who used to have Twitter, got rid of it, got it back, got rid of it again. But we follow each other on Instagram. I have touched, I've reached out, I have made a connection with the um, other Kyle there, so he's good. Because if you remember on the last episode of the show, I said I was worried about him. I hadn't heard from him. I have now heard from him. We have touched base. Everything is good. Kyle writes. Hey, Chris. Oh, boy. Long one today. First and foremost, thanks for all your hard work this year. Despite the roller coaster of a year, it came with a lot of memories. For me, including being able to see a game live at Lambeau with my dad and brother-in-law. We know the defense wasn't as good as it needed to be. Didn't get the stops they needed. Quay and Douglas are doofuses. O-line was up and down. Drops were an issue. Special teams weren't as electric as they have been. But... Fair or not, it always comes back to 12. He had three interceptions, one dropped, one called back, and one counted, and they were all terrible. Game on the line tonight, interception. San Francisco game on the line last year, back-to-back three and outs, and a heave to a double-covered Adams. Game on the line in Tampa Bay two years ago, three straight incompletions in the red zone. 
Just feels like he's shrunk in the big moments in the back nine of his career. When you're in the conversation of GOAT, coming up big in big moments needs to be the norm, not the exception. He wasn't good enough today and hasn't been good enough this season. Zero multi-passing TDs the last five games. Zero 300-yard games this year. Oh, my God. Only three games with a rating over 100. Not enough. The team showed they can win without him being Superman, which is great. But when you're dishing out $50 million a year, you damn well better be Superman. That's the standard. It's fair to hold him to that standard. Enough of this. A down year for me is a career year for other guys nonsense. Other guys aren't making that much money. If I'm being completely honest, this team is probably 7-10, and 8-9, and, and hell, maybe even 9-8 and eight with Jordan Love. I checked the schedule. The only game I would say they won because of Rodgers is probably the Dallas game. Who wins more games this year? Green Bay with Rodgers or Green Bay with Love and A.J. Brown or Tyreek Hill because that could have happened. I think it would be best for all parties for him to go to the Jets. I really hope that happens. Side note, what really chaps my ass is that Seattle made the playoffs and has a top five draft pick. Anyway, my thoughts on Rodgers have been apparent all year. We can appreciate all he's done and also recognize he's holding this team back. Both can be true. Do you think Joe Barry is back next year? Is back next year? Strong showings down the stretch. Have a great offseason, everyone. Shoutouts to the other Kyle. Stay safe. Go Pack Go. Let's give him a round of applause for the other Kyle. All right. Um, okay. Well, thank you for your kind words on the show. Because I, I do put a lot of hard work in. You know, especially in these night games. I stay up late as shit. I'm a zombie. So to, to know that you guys and gals appreciate that, that means a lot. Um, and that's great. You know, you got to see a game at Lambeau with your dad and your brother. And you're going to remember that the rest of your life. You know, seasons come and go. Most years don't end the way we want them to. Right? A hockey coach told this to me once, a youth hockey coach. And it's so simple. But the way he said it, this is years and years ago, back in my sports writing days. It struck me and it's always stayed with me. He said, only one team wins their last game of the year. Like, that sounds so elementary. But the way he said it, I was just like, shit, you're right. Like, only one team ends the year happy. Everybody else ends the year disappointed. In some way or another. Only one team wins their last game of the year. So when you think about it that way, yeah, most seasons end in a disappointing fashion. But you can carry moments and memories from each season that are positive, and you'll carry that moment of going to Lambeau with your dad and your brother-in-law. You'll carry that forever. You know? My father's no longer with us. I just, you know, breaks my heart every day. But I still think, you know, we went to games. He and I went to games together for 15 or 16 years. We didn't always see wins. But every single one of those games I carry, I will carry with me for the rest of my life. Right? And that's as important as anything else in being a fan. So I hear what you're saying there, Kyle. Hell yeah. Um, yep, I agree with all your thoughts about the game. Talked about a lot of that. And you're right. That's the thing is it does come back to Rodgers. You know? Burp, burp, gotta keep it real. Like you said, like, he's... It's fair to hold him to a higher standard. You're right. Like I said, to whom much is given, much is accepted, is, is uh, required. Some people on social media are like, well, 
you know, why don't we ever talk about this? You just talk about Rodgers, and you never talk about this. Right, but Rodgers makes the most on the team. No, Rodgers is not held to the same standard as John Runyon, or Alan Lazard, or Jerron Reed. That was idiotic for him too tonight, that, that forearm to the face. No, he's not held to the same standards as those guys. It's a higher standard. You're right. He's come up small. Too often in big games throughout his, not just the last few years, but look at his career as a whole. Go look at his playoff history as a whole. It's not, it's underwhelming. <laughs> it is. Just the, the totality of his playoff performances is, is underwhelming. Yeah. I'll say that. So you're right. It's the exception. When he puts up a big game, it's the exception. In a big spot. Great regular season quarterback. Great. One of the best regular season quarterbacks of all time. Playoffs? It's spottier than you think. Just go look. Go look at his pro football reference page. You'll see. Your stats about this year are mind-blowing. I didn't realize he had zero 300-yard passing games this year. Is that right? Holy shit. He only had three games of the rating over 100. Yeah, none of this is good enough. And he can't just constantly blame the broken thumb. Because like I said on the show a while back, if your thumb is good enough for you to play, then you are subject to all the criticisms you would have been if the thumb was 100%. If you're good enough to strap it up and play, then you're subject to criticism. None of this, well, he was playing with a broken thumb. I don't buy that shit. If you're going to play, then you're going to take the heat. Sorry, especially when you're the quarterback. Absolutely. You don't get a pass from me on that. Um, I don't know. That's an interesting point about would they be 7-10 and 10 or 8-9 and nine with Jordan Love. That I don't know. Because <coughs> they won the Dallas game. You're right. Rodgers was great in the Dallas game. But a lot of those other games they won because of all the complimentary pieces. Look at last week. Look at Christmas Day. They won because of the defense in the second half. Again, Tua was concussed, but... Still, last week they won because of the defense and the special teams. And the offense chipped in too, but it was a, team, it was a collective effort. Um, that's an interesting point. That they probably wouldn't have been that much worse for Jordan Love. I, I, I guess I don't know, but, but they might be. They might have not been much worse or the same. Um, the Jets are certainly a team I could see him going to. Yeah, could see it. Um, they're on that list, like I said, with Tennessee and Washington and Indianapolis and Vegas and the Jets and there's a lot of teams that there, all you need are one or two teams to trick themselves into thinking, all we need is a quarterback. And you know, Rogers didn't have a lot of great weapons last year in Green Bay and he had the thumb and yeah, we get him here with our defense and our weapons and eh. Could be like when Varv went to the Vikings. We could do that same thing here. People act like nobody's going to want Aaron Rodgers. They're idiots. There's going to be teams that will want Aaron Rodgers, I guarantee you. In fact, I think the Packers might even be able to get a little bidding more going. Yeah. Because teams will go, hey, you know, he just won the MVP a year ago. Huh? Let's do it. They'll, they'll get somebody. For sure. Um... I agree. I think you're right. I, I think that's well said. We can it's you say these things and people go, "Oh, you're a Rogers hater." No, I'm thankful for everything he's done. 
But let's talk about it in totality. Yes, I'm thankful for everything he's done. He's also holding this team back, and he's also become an incredible pain in the ass. As far as all the demands and just the last couple years in general, he's become a pain in the ass. I'm sorry, to me he has. I can be thankful for everything he's done and say you've become a pain in the ass and it's best for all parties if we just move on. I think that's fair. Do I think Joe Barry's back next year? No, I don't. Nope, I think Lafleur's going to want to get somebody else in and I think he will. So thank you for that, Kyle. Okay, so those are all the emails. Oh my God, we're an hour and 27. This is going to be long. Okay, let's go to... We have two Facebooks. This is from my friend uh, Daniel in Vancouver. He writes, Oh boy, I hope you're doing better again. Tough game, though. The Packers never have been on a playoff spot this season, so at least they didn't lose a playoff spot. But this L hurts. I'm one of the few people in Vancouver who don't like the Seahawks and is a little mad about them making it in over the Lions. Nice run by the Packers towards the end of the season, but boy, the Lions smoked us this year. If they build up on this next year, they will be dangerous. And the Packers, I don't have any expectations for what happens. It's going to be very interesting how the team will look next year. I hope I can cheer on the Canucks, but while they suck again, rough season for me, cheers. Um, yeah, tough for the Canucks. The, the wings are starting to crater, too. <laughs> it, uh, it started out so well for the Red Wings, and they really hit a tough spot. Yeah, not, not playing great hockey lately, so I know what you're saying there, Daniel. Um, yeah, I mean, you're right. Thank you for your kind words. I am doing better, although I probably sound like I'm struggling at this point in the show because I am a little bit. This is a long time to talk when you haven't done one of these in two weeks and you're still getting over being sick. Uh, yeah, they never did have a playoff spot. That's an interesting way to look at it. They didn't ever lose anything because they never had one. I guess they technically had one going into the night, but other than tonight, they didn't. Yeah, living in Vancouver would be tough because the Seahawks... And I still hate them. And that's the other thing about tonight that, that really pisses me off is that they get in. That moronic gum chomper uh, Pete Carroll is going to get in the playoffs now. Although they're going to get blown out by San Francisco too. So it's going to be a short trip for them. They'll be one and done. Don't worry. So yeah, it's going to suck living in Vancouver with that, Daniel. But don't worry. Those people will be sad in a week from now. So they'll be joining you soon enough. Um. It's going to be, you're right about not having any expectations for the Packers because I don't know what's, I don't really have any either. Other than I, I do expect Rodgers won't be back. Other than that, I mean, you could talk, I don't think Rodgers will be back, which means I don't think Cobb will be back, and I don't think Mason Crosby will be back, and I don't think Lewis will be back, and maybe even Bakhtiari. But other than that, I don't have any real expectations for how they'll look. Not at this point, it's too soon to say, so I agree with you there. So thank you for writing in, Daniel. Next one comes from Sean. He writes, Happy to hear you're back in the saddle that you're feeling better. I had a bad feeling about this game when I started seeing Aaron Rodgers' girlfriend rumors late in the week. This loss had all the best Packers gaffes from bad big game losses rolled into one. Bad offensive line play. An Aaron Jones fumble. Mason Crosby missed field goal. And an Aaron Rodgers interception. Packers fans should be not too upset about this loss because even if this Packers team won... Do we really think they would have beat San Francisco next week? I'm ready for love. But I have a feeling my future is deja vu of the past two to three off-seasons, seeing articles all off-season about Rodgers and his new girlfriend and how they are just going to run it back next year. I pray I am wrong. 
Yeah, he's apparently dating Mallory Edens, right? Daughter of one of the Bucks owners, Wes Edens, and Rogers is a minority owner. Um, can he keep his stink away from the Bucks in the playoffs? That would be nice. I'd like to see Giannis get another ring. Can Rogers not ruin that, please? <laughs> he's not. He goes to Bucks games. It's not. It never works out well when he goes. And he obviously hasn't played well the past the, the past few off seasons or or essentially our past few playoffs or essentially playoffs for the Packers tonight. So Aaron, even if you're dating Mallory, please don't go in your Pfizer form in the spring, please. It'll work out best if you don't. Um, it it was kind of a greatest hits tonight, wasn't it? That's a I can't believe an hour and a half in. That's a great way to say that. It is kind of a greatest hits. Yeah. Yeah, offensive line play was spotty. Got better, I thought, when Tom came in. Um, but you're right, the Jones fumble, the Crosby missed field goal. It was, it was kind of all play the hits, baby. That's what the Packers did tonight. Um, and you're right. I mean, they would have got crushed. I have to keep saying that. They would have been blown out against San Francisco. You're absolutely right. Um, you ready for love? And I think you're going to get love. I'm going to be optimistic and say, I think we're going to get Jordan. I know everybody's going to say, well, Rodgers won't walk away from the money. I think he will. He said tonight he'd be prepared to walk away from the money if he doesn't want to play anymore. He said that after the game. Yeah, he's made more money than God. What does he need? He doesn't need the money. I think this was it. I think this will be the last time we see Aaron Rodgers play for the Packers. Yes, I believe that. So thank you, Sean. Those are the Facebooks, right? I got the Facebooks. I got the emails. I'm even going to check Instagram. No Instagrams. Okay. The last one, I always save the hammer for my other former Old Bag of Donuts podcast co-host, one of my other bestest friends in the world, Gene Bossling. Gene comes in hot every week, no exception. Razul Douglas tried to keep Badgley from a practice kick and then acted surprised when the Lions didn't like it. Quay Walker hit an athletic trainer in this week of all weeks. And they didn't even call the forearm shiver on Reed. What a dumb team. What a dumb season. What an awful place this team has put itself in by bending over for Rodgers. He's going to take the money and come back. And they're going to be stuck, stuck again. They'll pick up Love's option, cut players to make it all work, give Rodgers the keys again, and still not know what they have in Love. Meanwhile, the Bears have the number one pick, $100 million in cap space, and a GM who came from the Chiefs. The Lions have a ton of picks and a coach with some serious balls, though we'll see what happens if they lose Ben Johnson. The Vikings have lots of questions, but they have Justin Jefferson and a coach they believe in. They got swept by the Lions at home with everything on the line. Jamal Williams, the guy they let go so they could spend a second-round pick on A.J. Dillon, ran down their throats and ended their season. The last sound in Lambeau Field this season is Detroit fans yelling, Let's go Lions! I hope he leaves and we can hit the reset button, but even if he does, we could be heading towards the darkest phase of Packers football in 30 years. One more round of applause for Gene. Gene comes in hot every week. This is hot. This is like 94 on the gun. 95, this is very hot. Okay, where to start? Yeah, idiot. I mean, you talked about it. it was Douglas, Walker, Wyatt. Again, they haven't even mentioned they even call Reed. That's what I thought the flag was going to be for. Reed giving that guy the forearm to the face. They didn't even call that. Um, yeah, they're in a tough spot. 
I disagree with you. I know you think he's going to come back and take the money. We were texting about that. I think he's done. Or I think he'll get the money, but he's going to get it from somewhere else. You know? I think the Packers are going to take... I'm going to be optimistic and say they take this opportunity to tell him it's over. And they want to turn the keys over to Love. And Rodgers can be traded somewhere else, and we can all just move on. That's my hope. I'm going to be optimistic, damn it. Even in the darkness. Uh, your assessment of the other NFC North teams is right, though. Yeah, the Bears. I mean, the Bears, if they can get... If some guys actually get to free agency who are worth a shit, which can be hit or miss depending on the year, the Bears will certainly have enough money to outbid almost anybody. Um, and the number one pick will certainly get them a good player, you would think. The Lions have some picks. The Lions are in a good spot. But again, now can they make that next jump? What they do or don't do at the quarterback position, I think, will really define that. If they ride with Goff and he's not the guy, the wheels could come off fast. If they move on from Goff and they get the wrong guy, wheels can come off fast. But if they move on from Goff and get the right guy, they could take that leap. A lot of ways that could go in Detroit. And you're right. I think they're going to lose their offensive coordinator. I think he's going to get a head coaching job for sure. And the Vikings, you're right. They definitely, you know, the new guys come in and he's changed the culture. You know, they're kind of on a magic carpet ride. They're kind of a lot of smoke and mirrors this year, but but they're on the up. I don't think anybody could deny that. Um, yeah, getting swept by the Lions is tough. That's gonna be that's pretty sobering. And hearing Lions fans chant "Let's go Lions" is definitely gonna stick with us for a while. I know it's gonna stick with me. Um, are we going to be heading towards the darkest phase? We could be. We definitely could be. You know, there's a chance they go to love and he's no good. And they go to the next guy and he's no good. And look what's happened to the Cleveland Browns for years. Or the Chicago Bears or, you know, yeah, we could be. It's definitely possible. Although I don't think it'll be that dark for that long, you know, like, I see a lot of fans, I'm not saying you're saying this, but I see a lot of fans say, oh, here come the 70s and 80s if Rodgers leaves. The NFL is different now. No one's built to be good or bad for long. There's some exceptions, of course, on both ends of the spectrum, but no one's built to be good or bad for too long. So even if even if love, if they go to love and he stinks, you know, they'll, they'll probably be good again sometime in the next five or six years. It won't be 25 years or whatever. How long were they bad? 20 years? It won't be that again, no. But it, we could be heading for dark times, you're right. That's always the risk when, you know, a Hall of Fame quarterback moves on. So, thank you for that, Gene. Okay. That's everything. Holy shit, an hour and 40 minutes. Th that's right, right? Twitter, email, Facebook, got the DMs. I hope that if I missed your question, I'm sorry. Holy shit. Thank you to everyone who sent something in. I know we're all mad, furious, disgusted. So for you guys to take some time out late at night like this to send something along, I really appreciate it. And I hope this podcast helped you, help make you feel at least a little bit better. Um, I don't have a big picture at an hour and 40 minutes. That would be insane. How could I even do one? You know, I can't wrap up an entire season right now. It's just, it's too fresh. The wound is too fresh. There will be time for that though. Don't worry. We got about seven months for that at this point, so no, don't worry. As for when you'll hear from me next, at this point, I honestly, I don't know. I plan on coming back sometime in the next week or two to kind of put a bow on everything that's happened this year, you know, 
to kind of put together this shit sandwich of a season to wrap it all up. Um, after I get a little time to compose my thoughts, get away for a minute. But no, I don't know when that'll be exactly. I know I took a long break last off season after the draft. I didn't really do anything from post draft to really the start of camp. Um, that is not the plan this year. I'm going to be more active throughout the off season. You know, so if you like off season stuff, free agency, the draft, all that, I'm going to be all over that shit. I'm going to work on some interesting and fun off-season pods. Some historical stuff I'm hoping to get to finally. I've got some plans. But it's going to be an active off-season around here. So if you like all that stuff, stick around. I'm going to have you covered. And lastly, thanks to everyone who listened this year. I probably don't say this enough, but you guys and gals make doing this fun. You make it worthwhile to do this show. Knowing so many of you listen and care about what I have to say here in my basement in Milwaukee, shit, that means a lot to me. It means the world to me. Like, it really does. I love all of you. Really, I do. This wasn't a fun year, for the most part. But the feedback I get on the show is pretty consistently positive, so I must be doing something right. So, yeah, I have no plans on stopping anytime soon. Do not worry about that. Lem's Talking Pack is going to go on. But on that note, it is time for me to jam on out of here for the night. If you've listened to this entire show, give yourself a cold star, a pat on the back. You're a fucking rock star, and I love you. Um, yeah, you guys are great. And you know what? The sun will come up tomorrow. Or it won't, wall we'll freeze to death. <laughs> Either way. But yeah, the show's going to go on. So until next time, whenever that may be, I am Chris Lempesis. This has been Lemp's Talking Pack. Thank you so very much for listening, Packer Nation. I love you. I love you. I love every single one of you. Please stay safe out there in this crazy world. And remember, no matter what, good, bad, always and forever, it is Go Pack Go. Go.